Truthfully, what happens is, as children grow up, we start to educate them progressively from the waist up. And then we focus on their heads and slightly to one side. I think of the old days. You were better off. Because nowadays they're all specialists. Everyone's becoming better and better. And less and less. And eventually someone's going to be superb. Our education systems have mined our minds in the way that we strip mined the earth for a particular commodity. And for the future, it won't serve us. We have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we're educating our children. We're not here to tell everybody that they're wrong and we're right. We're not saying that we have all the answers, but um, we'd like to present a different way of looking at it. I've just had this revelation. Of all these spectrums, and there's four to the gingerbread person, the thing that I think you embody here, and I actually say, you, you give know... Give me more credit than I deserve, but sure. Mate, okay. but I think what you embody here, which makes sense to me, and, you know, I can't get a purple shirt, and, um, and, and that's not right. I should be able to get a purple shirt. You if I want to wear a shirt. pink shirt, purple shirt, it doesn't matter. You should be able to get a purple shirt with bright, flowery roses on it. With Yes, I mean, I, well, I wouldn't go for that, but I just wanted the kind of new, that colour, one colour, but whatever, yeah, yeah. But what you embody, I think, is to suggest that going forward, and I, I, I should leave this to the end of the podcast, we do need to find another identity, or, or a, a, another thing in the middle of the spectrum, I think, here. We have the woman and we have the man. I think we need to have an in-between. Now, they say androgynous. This worries me because it links on to this whole conspiracy of turning us into AI-controlled androgynous beings where we don't have babies anymore and we all think the same. That's one okay. spectrum again. But I'm suggesting that why not can you not wear women's clothes, man's clothes, have long hair, have short hair, put eyelash on, put your, your toenails and your fingernails, and that's okay. But does it need to have so many different labels? Can you not just be called either in the middle... Either woman, man, either androgynous, or just queer. And that's where I think, and I think as you said just at that last point then, in terms of like just being queer, I think, but this also then builds back to what I was saying earlier, like a lot of this language we have is just for that first intera interaction. Yeah. When you, like, you know, how you've known me now for what, one and a half years now, something like that? And do you think of me as this guy, this man, whatever you want to say, that you first met, or do you want to think, or do you think of me as just, oh, this is Alex? Like, like wow. and that's the, that's the point, and this is the thing, and as I was saying earlier, in terms of like, your wife is like, as you said, it's not your wife, it's your significant other. And it doesn't matter in Love terms of- Love my life probably is what she wants me to say. That's quite rude, isn't it, significant other? Regardless, but then like, even with that title- It's a good one though, isn't it, gender neutral? It's 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 completely like it's completely gender neutral. It's completely it's completely neutral in so many different ways. It's regardless of the fact that you, regardless of whether you have a penis, she has a vagina. It doesn't matter any about that stuff. It's the fact that you're just two people, and the fact that you are a person. That's the key thing with a lot of this stuff. So my my personal opinion is, my opinion that the whole idea of like gender expression, in a few in. I don't know when, gender expression in some time is probably going to be completely removed. Especially with a lot of the forward thinking that's being done in fashion and with like media and all these things and like a lot of companies and stuff. Especially like a lot of children's cartoons and stuff. Like there's a lot of things that are being done in terms of like gender expression there. 
gender identity, I think that I think eventually, but much, much longer, gender identity will probably disappear as well. That's my opinion. Gender, see, I, I think I think, gender's, I think gender is a complete construct and that gender is made based on what is between your legs. A lot of people assume that gender is related to your sex, mm. like what's between your legs, but it's not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think we're a lot more colourful than just black and white, man and woman. Exactly. And I, I think that's, that's key here. For me, that's key. Mm. I mean, I kind of knew that already, you know, and that's just, you know. I mean, the fact that... One of the things that really like shows it, and this is something I don't know if you remember you telling me, and this pointing is pointing really at me now, isn't it? He's pointing at me. But this it's is a really powerful a point. moment that you made for me, and I think this is like a really powerful moment. I made you. Gender, I made you a powerful moment. You, you, you didn't make me a powerful oh. moment. You, you shared a powerful moment with me. Oh, me. I didn't make you have a powerful moment. No, you. Oh, you've changed the language now. You, you shared a powerful moment with me. And did it make you feel powerful? It made me feel valued and hopeful. Oh, about okay, humanity. wonderful. Okay, come on then. Come um, on. I don't know if you want to hold hands for this. As we're sharing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit romantic. <laughs> Basically, really it was like, need a bit. Um, you shared with me, like, in terms of when you have, like, the biggest thing is, like, gender reveal parties, where... Gender you know, reveal parties? So a lot of children, a lot of, a lot of couples, like, you know, they will say, like, oh, we're going to have a boy, or we're going to have a girl. Oh, like, okay. That whole thing. I was like, well, you're not saying the gender of your child. You're actually saying the sex of your child. You're saying what you see is between their legs. Yeah. But as we've already discussed, like gender is a lot more complex than yeah. that. So it's actually you're revealing the the sex of your baby. But the thing is that obviously your gender can change as well. You, you also don't know how that gonna, is that going to evolve. But as you told me, you were not interested no, in what the sex of your children were. No, I actually had to tell them to not tell me. Which I think is huge. I think like as a... Like, that is incredibly forward thinking. I think that's like, because you're not making any assumptions about how to raise your child. Mm. You're not, you're like, immediately from the moment that you know, oh, I'm going to have a baby. You're not thinking about how do I raise a boy? How do I raise a girl? You're immediately thinking, how do I raise a child? Mm. Or a soul, as I put it, yeah. What, yeah. yeah. And that key thing is it's, it's a neutral language. Because, yeah, it's not a boy or a girl. It's a child good point mr toll um right finish this spectrum then this is the fourth one where do you lie on this um gender expression then you've got left feminine right masculine and middle androgynous and i gotta say here this is the one where i am actually i'll use the expression sweating i'm not sweating but i am not going straight away to masculine here you shouldn't swear about it. And, I, and but but they I'm just saying take... I do believe, and I, I'm saying as a conspiracy theorist that I have been labelled sometimes by people that think that if you meditate you're Buddhist. Um, is the fact that I might have to go near? Can I go in between androgynous and masculine? And I... I'm going to make up a new word for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris Bradshawism. How about that? Can I? Cause, there you go. Go for it. I yeah. will say. I, I guess I would put myself on androgynous. Okay, there. so you're in the middle. Can I say this is one when I, in terms of this spectrum, and I think what you've just done then, mm. like going in between two terms, this is. I guess maybe this is, should be this. This this will be my last point. Okay, this will be my last point. Researchers, please make sure this is my last point. Team, I don't think there's <laughs> any is, chance of no, that because no, no, this will be. This will be. <laughs> Determination will get us through this. Um, 
when I first discovered a lot of this terminology and when I was first learning how to explain it to people, my first thought was maths because I'm a maths teacher. Imagine, imagine, you know, my cup is 100% and there's all these different elements that I can pour into this. Like, mm. I'm, a, I'm a cocktail. All these different ways of filling up my drink. Maybe I'm 20, maybe I'm 20% masculine and 60%, uh, sorry, and 80% feminine. Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm 15% feminine and... Uh, 85% masculine, whatever it is. I'm trying lucky, to do math lucky in my head. you're not a math teacher, eh? I know, right? I nearly got it mixed <laughs> up then. But the thing is, that's just taking the two different elements of it. And as you said, like there's four different spectrums here. It can change day by day. Oh, there are so many different ways of there are so many different ways of creating this hundred percent cocktail of all these different elements that you that make you. Um so the fact that you're saying you're somewhere between androgynous and masculine, like, is perfectly reasonable because, mm. you know, there's no harm in, like, the fact that this idea that, oh, you groom and look after yourself in terms of, like, you know, we were saying earlier in terms of your feet and stuff, like, the fact that you are someone who cares about personal hygiene and cares mm. about your appearance and all this stuff, there's no need for it to be feminine. That's well, metrosexual it, then, isn't it? They say that, but metrosexual is sort of like a dead term. It's a bit weird. Do I have to take a metro or something? Or no. <laughs> yeah, what a um, silly word to use. It's a really weird term, and where I can see why it got introduced, and it was a progressive term term at the time, but it's not really used anymore. Anyway, this is my last point. Come on, stay focused with me. I'll oh, just hurry like, up and make it. I've done it. Oh, I that was my it. Point. Yeah, oh, like crescendo so many moment. The, the point is, there's so many different elements that make you, and it doesn't have to be the same every single day. Oh, lovely! If only we could just finish the podcast with that and have little. I don't know. We could like, play the. A like violin. you are like the way I feel today is yes okay I might be presenting myself in jeans and all that stuff but like yeah. tomorrow maybe I'm going to wear a dress today I, I, I might wear a suit whatever like the point is every single day you feel how you feel and it doesn't have to be as simple as you are this end you are this end maybe you're Hello. moving maybe you're this end of the spectrum or this end of the spectrum okay, yeah, that's special, yeah. maybe you're moving somewhere in between and this is where some of the other terms come into it, like gender fluid. Or but gender calm down, running, calm like, down. Look, it, now this is still your but, problem with your but, but, points, but, 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 is you then turn them into but, other points. But it it makes it it makes this whole complexity much more simple than it needs to be. Have a look. Is that? Where yeah, I, I mean, you got but it's a hell of a point. Um, I thought you wanted a closing point. I thought that's what I, researchers I did, were telling me to do. I did like that. Viewers, when you wake up in the morning, if you have a mirror and you brush your teeth in front of it or something, however stressed or happy you are, how are you going to represent yourself today? It's a great question to ask anyway. Mm. Are you just going to chuck, you know, a Liverpool training bottoms on and a furry top that I got about four years ago, which is what I've done today before I came to the studio, and not really think about it? Mm. Or are you going to have much more of a conscious effort? To, and I think you have consciously put effort into there, haven't you? Yeah, I can see that. I and that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And um, and you know, hats off to you if I had one on, because um, it shows you care. And I think we need more of that, regardless of sexual, gender, identity, biological expression, orientation. Blah. So we've done the genderbred person. I think it's pretty cool. There's a few points that you sadly brought forward in your final point which is now meaning oh, we're no. going to have to make a point of which one's yeah. no come yeah, on yeah this is this is this is why we're never going to have you back on 
Um, okay, you've mentioned you mentioned gender fluid. Now that is a rather misleading word. Gender fluid is a person, listeners, whose gender identity is experience is experiences being on a spectrum that varies over time. And that's what you were just saying. Yeah, you're fluid. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Do I need to explain more than no, that? No, you certainly I I didn't. Gender fluid. So you're gender fluid as well. I mean, if I was to put your name and put, well, you'd have a lot of these these labels, wouldn't you, underneath you? And I'd probably have, I'd have a lot less. I, and I don't I know what that says. I mean, it doesn't say anything, does it? It doesn't need to say anything. But I think, as we said, like this whole concept towards the spectrum will eventually. I think, as we said, like you know, this the spect. I, I think the spectrum will eventually disappear. The spectrum will because... disappear as we all become androgynous, self-controlled beings. Well, no, because we'll just be a lot more aware in terms of the way we think yes, about each other. Yes, that's sorry. I'm trying to like. I know. I know you're trying to make a joke about it. <laughs> sorry, I care about this stuff. Right, <laughs> and, I, and I did mention that care. It's a good, it's a very good word. Right. How about this then? A gender. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about gender today, and we're gendicating people. Do you like that? So yes, gendicate. Yeah. Okay. okay well, I hope okay. we've done yeah, it in yeah, some no, way. It's good. It's good. It's Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. Let's use that as a title. Gendicate. Yeah. Sounds like a cake. Well, yeah. maybe. have your cake and eat it. You're talking about making cakes and cookies and gingerbread men in different ways. Sorry, gingerbread <laughs> people. Um, okay. Uh, agenda. Do you know what agenda means? I'll tell you what it means. A person. Agenda. 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 Hurry up. Are you agender or not? Agenda. I know what agender means because there's people who don't identify with no gender. As either having no gender or a neutral gender identity. That's I you mean, then. I, I guess. There's another one. <laughs> the thing is, it depends on how you feel on the concept of gender. Because the idea that gen- are you going to acknowledge that gender exists? Oh gosh. Or are you going to say that gender? Or that, that's I think that's what it comes down to. Okay. And this I will say now, you are now entering the territory where I would say like. I'm gonna offend some people if I'm not careful. Like this is the area that like I'm definitely not an expert in because this is where I get very intimidated by it. Because yeah, it's I've not had experiences with a gender people. I've not had experiences with some of these terminologies. So, all right, okay. Well, ha- ha- how do I? My experiences are not going to be effective. Okay. okay, let's move on. There's another one, asexual. We have come upon it's a person who does not experience sexual attraction. Or who has little to no interest in sexual activity. In, in fact, um, we had a um, a message in from one of our listeners from South Africa about that. He knew a girl who was asexual, yeah. and she didn't fancy anyone. Yeah. Um, well, does that mean she just loves herself, or can no, she, she love someone for not? So let's be honest. It sort of talks about when you have sexual attraction to someone. You know, in terms of like when do you get horny and all these. Yeah. Things. So she never would. She just yeah. There are some. In fact, there's another one, and I'm going to get. I'm. I'm going to get the term wrong. So if she got married. She. She'd love on another level. Completely. I think. I think maybe it's aromantic. I can't remember which term it is, or maybe it's demisexual. The thing is, there's so many lang- terminologies that I know I'm going to make a mistake here. There's one where I think it's demisexual, where you do not experience any sexual attraction. You don't feel any lust, or, like lust or sexual feelings towards someone unless you are like heavily romantically involved with them alex i'm gonna say i mean you know i love you already but i love you even more demisexual oh i did get it right did yes. i yes is a person if it was a quiz we'd be very happy a, a <laughs> demisexual person is someone who experiences sexual attraction to someone only after having an emotional attraction to them see that's really interesting and i tell you what's coming into my head now 
is we live in this world of, quite frankly, disgusting pornographic vile material whether it's headlines on the news like we read earlier where you used to live fred west's house 25 cromwell street people burying people underground the horrible sexual things or whether we live in a sadistic world where a lot of people watch this disgusting pornographic material and the only thing really that that hones in on is physical attraction yeah isn't it so what we're saying here demisexual person is not into that it's an so, emotional attraction it's an emotional attraction but can be an emotional attraction first, but then after the emotional attraction, there can be sexual attraction as well. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Again, like this just shows how this spectrum is, how how vast, vast it is, how beautiful we are as human beings, exactly. how magical and special we are. How how many different elements make up the cocktail that you are? See, I think in the very fact that call it the media, whoever writes this stuff, slices it up like a sausage. Sorry to use the sausage is more <laughs> neutral term but it's just whatever chops it up so much that we all feel so segregated and intimidated or stupid or whatever to even connect back the sausage sorry i've got to use that again i think misses the bloody point that the fact you can chop us up so much shows how much color and beauty we have but it's all connected and it all should just flow it's it really is like there's mm. so much there's so many ways that you can separate this and think about this and so there's so many different ways of breaking this down but as i was saying earlier they're all labels after time do you actually think of you me don't need as, to break it down you yeah don't. like when you act like the point of the labels and the language is upon that first interaction it creates that neutral it creates that mutual understanding between two people you know when you start a relationship are you looking for just a bit of fun or are you looking for casual dating or are you looking for a long-term relationship? You know, these are things that you would ask on the first date or so when you first meet someone. Do you ask them that, do they? Yeah. Well, it comes up, you know. So you get that already done on the application on your I mean, you know, on, dating? On, I mean, on Grinder, you know, they do say like, hey, do you want a bit of fun later? Grinder. Yeah. I don't even want to go there at all. Mate, it's a, mate, it's a whole spectrum Look, there. But, like, but the point is, like, we've got that whole point, level of communication... That whole level of communication is just for that first interaction. Okay, what? Do, how do you want me to treat you? How do you want me to think of you? And then as time goes on, you're not thinking about those labels. You're just like, oh, this is this person. They do this, 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 this. This is the, what makes them this person. None of these labels. It's just these are the personality traits that make them. We started at the very beginning of this podcast saying we're going to break this down into digestible pieces. And we've not. What I was going to say, I think we have, but I think like any good teacher, when you scaffold and you make it easy to kind of understand the parts, you then just completely flip it on its head by saying there are no parts. Yeah. This is a fluid kind of colourful rainbow. Do you like my reference to rainbow? Yeah. That's also been taken to a wrong meaning in my yeah. meaning. Um, but let's finish this. There's a few more ones here. <laughs> have you heard of dyadic... And I hope I got it right. No, I've not had that. Or is it dire dick? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. D-Y-A-D-I-C. Well, how do I pronounce it? Dire dick? Dyadic? Sorry, can I see that? Well, there you go. I'm not making this stuff up. Here. All right. Dire dick. A person who's chromosomal, hormonal or anatomical sex characteristics fall within the controversial clarification, sorry, conventional clarifications of male or female. I've never heard of that. That makes it sound like, is it sex? Is that just cisgender? 
So cisgender is where... Well, hell, you can't be cisgender. Cisgender is a person whose gender identity corresponds with what is socially expected based on their sex assigned at birth. Example, a person who was assigned male at birth and identifies as a man. So basically, okay. So you know when you said, like, you identify as... You, you would say, like, okay, you are a man. Yeah. And you were... So you said you were a man. Yeah. You also said that you are... Your sex male, is male. Yeah. Male parts. That would make you a cisgender person because those two bits line up. Huh. So you're also... No, you're not cisgender. No, because I am... Genderqueer. Genderqueer and male. Okay. Right, well, that gets that away, but we don't know what diadic is. We haven't met a diadic person. That sounded person. like... That sounded... A, that's a, for a moment, that sounded like it was cisgender, but maybe I've misunderstood. Again, the light... I mean... I, I, we sort of link back constantly mean, where it's like the language the big cross on that one the language is intimidating the whole this whole thing can be incredibly intimidating regardless of how experienced you are with these things mm. but ultimately are you willing to listen okay well I we are listening and I hope people are listening still and this is going to be a two-parter by the way I'm really going to get people revved up for this and hit them for six in the last part as we like to do in China Jedi, intersex. We already did that. No. We did. Oh, oh gosh, we did. Yes, was intersex of... was the middle of the biological sex spectrum. <laughs> that was like the first one we did, mate. Right. It used to be known as the hermaphrodite. Correct. Absolutely right. Thanks very much. This is why we do this together, um, everyone. You see how I like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well done. Well done. Okay, what about this one then? There's two more to go. Two-spirit. Now, that, of course, has become the 2S on the end of the LGBTQI2S movement or understanding um, uh, of all these terms, the umbrella, should we say. Two-spirit, Alex. Yeah. You, you're not two-spirit, are you? No, but okay. I understand it. It's So, from my understanding, it originates from Native Americans. It's an English umbrella term to reflect and restore, good point, indigenous traditions forcefully suppressed by colonisation honouring the fluid and diverse nature of gender and attraction and its connection to community and spirituality. It is used by some indigenous people rather than or in addition to identifying as LGBTQ. So, as I was saying, yeah, it sort of relates to native cultures. There's situations in... Forrester Dean? No, it's more to do... <laughs> Nate, two spirit. I I want to know more about two spirit because I feel like I don't. I'm not going to do it justice. Mm. I'll do my best. Um, from my understanding, it originates from Native America, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately is people. The I from what I understand of the history is the sort of history was or like there were these two spirits of male and female that separated, but then what was left basically became two spirits and the idea is that you fall into both categories okay okay um other cultures have something different i've heard about this thing in mexico called mushe m-u-x-e where it's sort of this other this additional gender you know people who sort of fall into this third gender um and it's it's this it's this ultimately it comes down to the same I guess if you were to use the same umbrella terminology of sort of non-binary or genderqueer, I guess it all falls under the same thing. But I mean, oh no, I feel like I'm already starting to butcher some of these definitions. 
Well, let's. let's I think. Not... I think. I think I've explained it enough. Like it, it sort of links to it, but a lot of it comes from like a historical or a cultural element. But yeah, it's the whole. The point is, all of it is a spectrum. Okay, and the final one, because um, you don't want to bring any butchers in, especially if you don't eat meat, um, is questioning, and that must be the the Q movement. Well, the Q movement. The Q movement is normally regarding queer. You know, or the um, underground conspiracy movement, or uh, that. Yeah. Questioning is a term that's used because, you know, how if you are trying to discover or trying to understand your sexual feelings or your romantic feelings or whatever it mm. is, you can just say I'm questioning, meaning you are trying to still understand ah. how you fall into the bracket. So when I was trying to come to terms or trying to understand my sexual orientation or my gender or whatever i technically was questioning because i was trying to understand am i male am i female it's like a phase is it, it on the spectrum i guess you i guess the common word for it is yes a phase but i would i wouldn't call it a phase i'd call it the phase to understand what you are okay because it's it's not necessarily the, the the idea of this idea of being a phase is often associated with oh yeah i think i'm bisexual but i'm actually going back to where i started but the point of questioning is that you're trying to understand those feelings. Because the idea is like you're trying to understand these feelings that you have. Mm -hmm. And those feelings might be that, you know, they might just be separating it into romantic attraction or sexual attraction or regarding how you present yourself. Like there's so much more complexity behind it. And I certainly went through that phase when I was when I was first discovering all of this, mm. um, you know, as I said, when I first you know held up my mum's bra, like that was me yeah. questioning: Am I man? Am I woman? What's going on? Yeah, I, I mean, so if if there are listeners out there, and you know, if if some of these points do come through and resonate, then you are in the questioning phase, as Alex said. So it's basically of your your reconciling one all the feelings you have within yourself about how you experience your attraction and mm -hmm. or gender, and two. If you're reconciling the language you have available to you to describe those feelings. And three, if you're reconciling your sense of how this will impact your interactions with others in your social context. A lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. And, and, and in a very, uh, I would say, polarised black and white society where, you know, you know, you either think this or you think that. I think for someone, a human being, going through that must be a very, very difficult and scary time. I mean, I could easily talk about sort of why I'm a teacher but it sort of relates to that stuff mm. I mean to sort of try to when when you've got all these social pressures and all these pressures regarding your sexuality regarding what is typical in terms of your position in terms of like your sexual orientation or your gender to be questioning is perfectly normal and I think I'm, I'm a firm believer that every single person on the planet goes through that questioning phase at some point in their life mm. But the thing is, for most people, it happens for such a very short time that it almost becomes forgotten. So, you know, at some point in your life, you probably contemplated, am I gay? Am I straight? Am I bisexual? And then you very quickly realised you are one or the other, and then you just forgot about that questioning phase. Mm. Other people, it becomes a lot more prominent to try and understand where do I fall into the spectrum? And for some people, it's a it's a difficult journey, especially when you've got people who are, you know, negative towards those experiences. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and the identities and, the, as I say, the language, the information, the language, which comes through language from media and things which creates the perceptions and, and the behaviours of, of people almost like we are androgynous robots um, in that case. Anyway, a real challenge there. That's why I think you're a great person to have on to talk about this, Alex. And I actually yeah. think, you know, I'm, I think this is a great podcast, even if listeners don't think so. I'm, I'm really liking this. And I'm actually moving fluidly, if I can use that word, from my final current, um, you know, where I am at the moment. When, when we come to the end of the podcast, where we'll, we'll both finish off. But what I wanted to touch on, before we finish, <laughs> is this the end this time? <laughs> no. like your researchers were giving us the elbow a moment ago. There's like, I'm not sure if that's the same now. Well, we've been told that you know you're expensive to get in, and we've got a lot going on, so we can't rebook you for another time. So we're just going to finish this damn thing. <laughs> and that is simply this. Let's talk about now because I think we've done a really good job. And please write in if we haven't, or write in if we have, about going through a lot of the main terms that are currently being used. And as I said, and, and as Ooh. Alex question and answer episode yeah that would be interesting sorry i interrupted well, don't going. get ahead of yourself keep Tom. going keep going sorry um the Focus. gender bred person if anyone looks it up just to see exactly what you know to get a visual of that um gender bred i was about to say man a person um and to see where those four kind of spectrums lie it, it gives you a good idea of it and and i think it shows the whole depth and the richness of this um i wouldn't say topic but debate that that we are just not simply uh, man or woman um, but let's move in now to the more controversial topics and debates that this brings um, to us in 21st century life Mr Top. Number one I want to bring to you, a bit tongue-in-cheek here, um, uh, 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 one of our listeners um, sent in a picture, uh, I'm, I'm just looking it up here now, I wish I could show you it but if I can describe it to you and the listeners because listeners have, have to have it described to them, it's a, it's a picture of a girl Holding up, she's obviously protesting. She's holding up a board, okay, right. and it's saying, okay, in her writing, or maybe someone else wrote it, I'm not a boy or girl. Where do I pee? Question mark. Okay, I'm not a boy or girl. Where do I pee? Question mark. And then next to the image, and this, the girl is not holding this image, but they've taken the girl's signboard mm -hmm. that she's holding in this protest, and then they've put next to it an image of Shrek, the, the green. Yeah. You know, loving character Shrek. We all know in the uh, is it Disney? Oh, I can't remember. Um, satanic organization that uh, they put Shrek next to this girl's board that says, "I'm not a boy or a girl. Where do I pee?" And Shrek's there with his green face saying, "Outside, donkey." That's uh, interesting. As in where should she, as in where should she pee? Yeah, this is a uh, well, yeah. like the way that the way it's been interpreted and taken is almost like a bit of a meme and a bit of a bit of, a bit of an over-the-top response yeah ultimately like certainly the first question initially in terms of where do i pee you know bloody hell i mean i've had that issue all the time right well tell us about that because i because I, I that's i absolutely i i certainly have that panic all the bloody time you know especially if i go on a night out and i'm in my dress and all that stuff I've got my long hair. Oh, gosh, yeah. Where do you go? And I walk into a men's stall, drop my trowel and all that stuff, and like, or even at the right urinal, like, <gasps> bloody hell, like, people, you know, it doesn't, it sometimes makes people uncomfortable. Ultimately, I don't like using the urinal. I just use the toilet because everyone has a toilet in their home. It's all in a cubicle with four walls and no mm. one's going to look in. Last time I checked, 
both the men's and both the women, both the men's, both the men's and the women's have the same facilities. Mm. You know, there's no need for a urinal. We all just use a hole in the ground or a seat in the ground, whatever you want to say. Do you advocate in get rid of urinals? I mean, I, I guess for mass people, you know, a lot of people, you know, having a toilet for every bit. But so what you're saying is here, long story short, what would you want? What did? What does this girl want? Holding it up, where do you pee? Do, do we need another toilet for... You just need neutral bathrooms because, let's be honest... Okay, like, neutral. Not, it just needs to be neutral. Like, you know, the bathroom that you have in your home is neutral. Are you looking to further your career in education? Teach Now offers a convenient online teacher preparation and master's degree program completed anywhere in the world. Reach Now for Teach Now. Ain't no time for defeat now. Teachers, get off your seats now. Future generations need you now. Work with people all over the world in a collaborative, activity-based teaching environment. To learn more, visit teach-now.edu. Expertise that is really outside of the box. Okay, so in a restaurant or something, you would imagine just a neutral bathroom or we'd have to have man, uh, male, female and neutral. No, I would say you don't need man or woman. Just neutral. Okay. It could just be neutral because, yeah, like there's, in terms of the equipment wise, it's just you sit down and you do your business. I must say, I guess to some extent, people might feel, I guess to some extent, women might feel um, less comfortable using uh, the facilities yeah. when men have just used it because, let's be honest, the stereotype for men is, you know, men go into the cubicle. And they swing their facilities. Well, that is a stereotype because I like to clean up after myself. I agree, and that and that's why you're a good person. Well, so but well, unfortunately, we can't speak for every. No, we can't. But, but you know, I have to say, okay, right. At night time, I would be more predisposed to sitting down. Don't want to put the bright light on, and I don't want any troubles. You know, I don't have any extra cleaning duties. Yeah. If I want to just go back to bed, you know, it just makes sense. Um, regardless of what you're doing. But that's just my my bit of... Um, I was about to say my bit of cucumber, but that's just ridiculous. Um, okay, so, by the way, why I love having you on here, and I, and it's just... You know, we've got some good reviews for our um, Are You Ignorant series. <laughs> you, I just go through these labels today. I just pick up on you, just as a, a friend. So, going through all the spectrums we've done today, I'm I would... Under my name, Chris, you would have man, male... Um, heterosexual and slightly in between masculine and androgynous, right? We haven't come up with a terminology. Cool. But for you, you'd have you'd have I would... a gender, you'd have androgynous, you'd have bisexual, you'd have Did gender you literally fluid, circle gender queer, you'd have masculine, feminine, trans and queer and questioning crossed out because you've gone that phase. And that, that just makes you a superbly interesting character. And that's why I like spending time with you. So, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> I was beans, really worried you where you were going with that point for a moment. It's like, <laughs> like you know, when we started this conversation, where it's like a bit ignorant. It's like almost like bloody hell. Have you got enough name, name badges? <laughs> you can just imagine when you go into like you know, you go into the shop and you go into a restaurant and there's a server there. And they've got their name badges, like this, this, this. <laughs> and mine's like a whole essay down to the, like literally dragging behind me. And then, of course, the thing will say, well, you've got to be politically correct. But, of course, you've been saying in the beginning, it's got nothing to do with politics. Um, 
which I tend to think it, 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 it doesn't, you know, and it shouldn't be politicised, and it is. And that will lead us on to another point, probably in about four hours' time. <laughs> OK, so, so, <laughs> so we have neutral bathrooms like that. All right. Now, in your school, for example, yeah. what do you do there? Do you bring your own or...? My own facilities. Yes. <laughs> do I bring my own portaloo with me? Potty or something like that. I mean, no, just, I just do you so have I, a gender neutral toilet? Um, so there are no gender neutral toilets in my school. Ah, so what do you do? Run home? No. So I actually use the male facilities. So oddly enough, I use the male facilities out of consideration. A lot of female when I first when I first revealed my identity at the school. Yeah. A lot of the female members of staff said, "Look, I am going to be the only female member of staff using the female facilities." if you want to use these facilities as well, it'd be fine by me, which I thought was really, really welcoming of them. Um, I chose not to because I don't want to give sort of the wrong idea to students. Because let's be honest, in a school, not every student is going to know who I am and my reasoning and my intentions. Yeah. So if they see a male teacher walk into, male with quotation marks, a male teacher walk into the, bar, into the women's bathroom, I don't want them to get the wrong impression or the wrong idea. So I will just use, for in that situation, I will just use what is socially acceptable for me. Okay. Even though I don't necessarily agree with it, I will do it just because I don't want to cause more issues later down the line. You're bending like bamboo. The term for being flexible and adaptable. Oh, cool. I never heard of that. Okay. Well, then you have now. Why don't you just have a staff toilet then? Like... We do have we staff have. toilets. But but you, have, you'd be all right going in there, wouldn't you? I'd be all right going yeah. to there, but Fine. we also have staff. We have staff male and staff female toilets. Oh, if anyone's listening out there, just put staff on it and be done with the whole thing. Correct. Um, okay. But then I would also say, you could also say the same thing for students as well. Right. Well, we'll come but to we'll, that in a minute. That's another day. That's another time. Okay. Um, so just, just on that focus of your personal experience, so I think it's really important and brings richness to this debate. It certainly puts salt and pepper on the soup. Um, what do you do in terms of... Because you mentioned sometimes, you know, you like to wear a dress and do your nails. So how does that work at school? Is that another sensitive thing that you don't like the bathroom you don't do? So... Would you teach in a dress or...? The thing is, certainly for certainly for me where I'm in China, yeah. I need to be very careful with how I present myself because if I'm not careful, I could get in a lot of trouble with parents and I could risk losing my job Yeah, because I'm presenting myself in not as tr someone who is not traditionally male. Um... I don't want to cause any issues there, so I just work. I work collaboratively with the school, mm -hmm. and we just sort of have a. We as much as we can, we have conversations in terms of. Well, I will present myself wearing my suit, my suits, my tie, my shirt, etc. I present myself male. My hair will be tied back. I might wear some subtle makeup, but mm -hmm. where no one can tell. And if I have my nails painted, I will make sure that they are professional. So the professional excuse me, a uh, professional sort of nail colour is where it's a French manicure, they call it. And the French manicure is where it's sort of like a flesh colour. It's sort of the main colour, but the very tips of the nails, mm. the very tip of the nail is normally white mm -hmm. or a single colour, a very simple colour. Well, there you go. And it's, the, it's to try and sort of make it very simple, etc. I'm working with my school in terms of can I wear a female suit? You know, still with trousers, etc. But maybe, you know, this sort of turtleneck, for example, mm. but with female trousers where they sort of come up to your belly button and then mm -hmm. with a female blazer on top. Yeah. You know, it still looks very professional. It's just more female than male. 
and I'm working with my school in terms of is this going to be acceptable? Are you willing to support me on this matter? That's the key thing. Okay. Well, again, bending like bamboo, Tal. Um, what are you called at school then? Because I have problems with your name. So <laughs> my name is very long in general, but I keep it very simple in terms of I just go by Alex. But so because you're not Mister. No. So that's Alex a very interesting one. So I never got used to this terminology. So instead of Mister or Mrs mm -hmm. or Sir or whatever, I use Mux. Right. So, when you would write it, it's written as MX. And Mux is just a gender neutral title. Um, there are lots of different, there are a few different ways of saying it, but I think Mux is just the most. So is it Mux Alex or Mux? Mux Tol. Mux Tol. Mux Tol. So they, the students will just call me Mux or teacher. And how yeah. does that work generally in China? I guess just teacher, wouldn't it? That would be they the would normal. sometimes say teacher, but a lot of the students say Mux. And in fact, here's the crazy thing. A lot of the students actually correct teachers if they use the wrong title with me. So if a teacher accidentally says the wrong title... Like what? Mr... The students have apparently corrected them. But so someone might call you Mr. Toll. And the students will correct them. Mux Toll or yeah. just Teacher Toll. Yeah. Or just Teacher. They, like, it's, I'm, it's, it's amazing just how accepting the students have been in terms of my gender identity. Like they've been really supportive in terms of like no no don't call him mister like he doesn't like calling being called mister hmm. right. so mux even even with pronouns as well like if they say he like i prefer they in terms of neutral and they're supportive of it they're really it's surprising it really is like quite heartwarming on that whole front of they and them that's all right isn't it they and them i cheer, i prefer they and them yeah but these silly things you hear about what's going on in some constitutions in the world about removing you can't say mum and dad and um, you can't call your, you know, dad, dad. It's personal it's, preference. But Pers I mean, that shouldn't be legislation, should it? It shouldn't be. I don't think, I don't think so. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, if well, there's well, an... I, I, see how it goes? I from, mean, we should just not let it go anywhere near there. I mean, from my understanding and from my, from my experiences, I it doesn't bother me. Like, as long as there are inclusive titles for those who don't want to say gender neutral terms so in terms of if i want to raise a family will i go by the dad or the mum what would i go by good question what would you do i don't know okay we'll come to that another time and another podcast like, i don't know what that language would be okay so but no point getting rid of language that's kind of worked quite well for hundreds and maybe thousands I think of years it's more of like just letting the language evolve or maybe introducing new language hmm an interesting one there, I think. Um, another uh, question from one of our listeners. This is a good one, Alex. How do you feel on this? I think this strikes the heart of this debate quite well. Um, what kind of future will children have given? Will, will children be given? Um, or what kind of future will children have? I, I guess so to speak, given the propagation um, of these ideas, these labels that we've been talking about today, this kind of gender a very liberalisation movement. Mm. You know, what, what type of kind of future are our children who are in school now going to have, do you think? Um, and I can see, again, I think that links with what I just said earlier about mm. just making it, you know, you're not allowed to call your mum mum because she's not mum. That's wrong. That's, it needs to be neutral. I think that's a very good question. It's very difficult because even my mind is 
nowadays where student where your children are a lot more open-minded to these things the fun thing is give it maybe 20 years so this is a very interesting conversation because when we when we think about sort of like how sort of children these days in about children these days are sort of very open-minded to these sorts of things but give it about 20 years we would expect that this level of evolution has continued so the children of the sort of teenagers of today, when they are parents mm. and they're a lot more, they're sort of like are more open-minded than us right now. Their children, so our grandchildren, will be more open-minded and more progressive than they were. So the way this is going to go, I have no clue in terms of like what's going to happen in terms of this evolution of mum, dad, titles, all this language. I, 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 I no one knows. Because it, like, we, we just can't predict the way this is going to go. We would hope it's more progressive and more inclusive and more understanding for each other. Mm. But regardless of that, ultimately, are you willing to get to know the other person and show respect towards that person? I guess um, thinking as a parent, what some point we might want to touch on here is that, you know, when a child goes to school, they're very open to being persuaded and um you know they're kind of a white canvas and especially in the early years yes. and but even maybe in those years as they start you know to go into puberty and things like this that if we have a situation where this is all out there now and you know or you can be binary non-binary genderqueer could mm-hmm. could there be a situation and i gather this is a fear thing again it's just like some countries don't like to celebrate cultural holidays from other places they don't want to dilute their own yeah um, well, yeah you know, religion are we are we fearful of um you know let's take away all drugs because otherwise people are all going to get hooked on it instead of taking the stance where we educate differences and hope that through that education people can through their own self make their own choice but if you just come in on that bit there because you know children can be easily influenced potentially um, at an early age and if we're coming in telling them you know there's mum dad but there's also many other things i think this mm. is where this question's coming in that's a good from. point it's a very i this is a tough one because even i don't even know the answer to this because you've got this is a situation where it's like the ultimately this conversation is is it acceptable at what age is it acceptable for teenagers to go through hormone replacement therapy to some extent, this is sort of like that conversation. Correct. So when did you start having feelings that maybe... When I was a teenager, when right. I was 14, 15. And, but then again, it took how long did it take me to sort of confront those that feelings and deal phase, with it? That questioning phase, yeah. It's tough. Um, and they changed their whole life. It's, and then suddenly... And then maybe people... And, and that's not... That's, you know, people do. People change their life and then want to change it back. Like oh, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's a hard situation. And mm. I don't... I, don't I, I wish I knew the answer to this. Um, but the only thing that I can sort of say, and maybe this is sort of like, you know, a bit of a fake answer. I sort of an answer that I've previously given. How well are we going to be, how well are we as people willing to listen to and try to get to know other people? Mm. That, that's, that's ultimately what I can only say on that front. I could sort of start breaking it down and saying like, oh yeah, in terms of the clothing stuff that we've talked about, in terms of the patterns that you should see in the men's and the women's section, all yeah. this stuff. Maybe it needs to be discussed more in terms of like fashion, in terms of like body types, you know, big tits and all that stuff. Like, you know, all that, that in terms of like what an ideal body is. 
maybe that comes into it. Mm. But personally, none of that matters. How willing are you to actually talk to someone and actually get to understand them as a person? Yeah, I mean, and I guess you know the the problem with that is the challenge in that lies is it's about listening, and so you could listen to a young person, but then what are we then answering with? You know, know. are we pushing I, them? I, and it's it, it's it's yeah, it's, it, it literally as I as I said, it's not a good answer to that question, and I I realize that because it's a conversation that I'm still trying to learn on how to answer. The other thing in my mind is. When we look at this whole debate today, I think you can be very, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm just getting this feeling that you can polarise it into one of just sex and sexual orientation. And it's not about that at all, really. That's just a small part of it, isn't it? Whether you like girls, girls and boys or just um, guys, you know, Mm. there's a lot more to this as we've gone through. There's identity, there's expression, there's your actual, your physical, biological sex, but also maybe hormonal and stuff as well. So there's a lot more than just who you want to, yeah. Um, and I think that's a big thing. I, I, I actually would have liked to have said that earlier at the beginning uh, because I think that's a, a big thing that as I work through this, the mind needs to understand and then yeah. the heart needs to open up to. This isn't just a who do you want to F-U-C-K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, good stuff. Well, we can't leave this podcast without talking about the Olympic debate, can we? Um Okay. We have a headline news in BBC. The research has just given me uh, US unveils new policy for elite transgender athletes. Um, So we're talking about this is one story. Men identifying as women allowed to compete against other women. This is in the Olympics. Uh, This is happening in the the debates happening in the UFC. You know, the fighting. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this? This I don't follow this. I don't I'll be honest. I don't really follow this news enough. But in terms of what I've understood over the last five, ten years, there's, I don't know how true this is, there was a situation regarding Michael Phelps, the Olympic Mm. swimmer, and apparently there is some medical condition where his body doesn't produce lactic acid in the same way. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't get any sort, and he's like, that's why he's so successful, because his body is just genetically superior. Interesting, yeah. But then Selena Williams... She apparently has to take sort of she has to take dampeners regarding testosterone because she is much more developed muscularly compared to other students among mm-hmm. other competitors. I feel like I've probably got some like misinformation in there, but that was happening a few years that was from what I understand that was happening a few years ago, and the fact that we were making some form of like edits regarding the fact that we're making some we were acknowledging some form of success and other forms of success in different ways we were sort of like trying to make it fairer but also not make it but also we weren't acknowledging that this wasn't fair like that that's what it comes down to in terms of transgender athletes competing we're going to get it wrong and we're not going to be and a lot of people are trying to sort of worry about making it perfect and fair which is which is but like you just said even with the categories we have now there's unfairness. Exactly. But there's also training and working hard. and yeah. So all we, I, my opinion is we can take the information that we have now, try to make it as fair as we possibly can. Mm. And if it's not fair, we will continue to assess it each year. Because that, let's be honest, when, it, when you look at any sport in terms of the way people have tried to create better equipment mm-hmm. or better techniques for anything, mm-hmm. that's what's happened. They've always like looked at what's worked and you know tried to improve it, etc. 
So when we're trying to add this new element of competing into the mix, that's what we need to think about. If we think that, say, if we think that trans women, so men who have transitioned to become women, are better when it comes into when it are better at weightlifting, if that happens to be the case, well then we can make adjustments to make it fairer. But then also that conversation comes into it in terms of do we need to excuse me, do we need to make it fairer? This is a conversation that I, I don't know the answer to, but ultimately we don't know until it's happened. Keep it gender fluid. Keep it fluid and then if the conversation comes up, as we've done, as human history has shown, ethically we challenge it, we discuss it, and then we find solutions. What comes to my mind just on this is we have the Olympics for men and we have the Olympics for women. We have the Paralympics. Mm -hmm. If we're moving now forward into being open and having transgenderism and then whatever other labels we're starting to put on people who we listen to, surely the next stage, and this isn't going to be perfect, is to have a transgender Olympics. Yes and no, but then on that note... People, transgender is people who want to did identify... You, did you just give an answer, yes and no? Yes, I did. Lovely. Look at that. Like, That's yes and no. People, tran people who are transgender identify as the opposite sex. Mm. So they are men who wish to be women, yeah. or women who wish to be men. And if you're saying, right, you're going to have your own Olympics, yeah. instead of competing with the people that you identify with... Is that a level of that's then a level of segregation? Yeah, I guess you'd have a transgender men Olympics and a transgender women Olympics. You know what I mean? But then I see what you mean there. But then it's still saying that people who are transgender want to be women, or want to be men. So if you're putting them in their own category, that's continuing this whole level of segregation. Mm, cripes. And that's where this difficulty comes into it. And I like. We are properly going into the depths of why this is a political issue, like why this has become a political issue, why this has become a social issue. Like, And I really do sympathise for a lot of transgender people because it is so difficult these mm. days. And trans athletes, like, it's 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 a nightmare. I, I mean, these people understand. aren't doing it to try and become famous or to try and win medals. No, it's not. This is a, this is... So it should, it 100% should be done on an ethical level. Why, and this is why I was trying to make my point earlier. It's like, okay, if you want... If you were born, if you were born male, if you were assigned male at birth, you were born a male, and you transitioned to become a female, and you are going to compete in a women's event mm. with other women who were assigned who were assigned female at birth. Why not let them compete? And if it's unfair, make the adjustments. You don't know until it's done. You don't like. How can we as how can, we can try? And <laughs> this make is what they. This is what the headline's saying. You know, you could look at the biochemical analyses of their blood and their hormone levels, and if they fit in this range, they're allowed to to and compete. Then, and then, to some extent, if it's fair, okay. If it's not fair, okay. But regardless of whether it's fair or not, we don't know until it's done, and it has to be continued constantly. And I mean, constantly, year mm. by year. Oh, well, imagine the fudginess. Even even for even. Physi physiologically, even even psychology, even psychology, ah. psychologically, mentally, yeah. psychologically. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Even psychology, so, uh, even mentally, like what is actually going inside your head? Like all these things, 
And I'm not saying we need to start like giving labels in terms of like you need to prove a te- you need to pass a test to prove that you're a woman. Getting pretty good at having to pass tests, aren't we now? In society? It's like it's to see where it's going. It's it's the, the the point being is we don't know until it's done, and we can try these things. We can try doing tests and all this stuff, but if they don't work, we'll do something different. And humanity has done this year on year. Think about all the techno, or think about all the advancements that we've made. Think of all the labels that we've created nowadays, because we've realised this label, man, doesn't work for me. This does, and that's where all these hundreds of labels come into it. In terms of like non-binary, transgender, people didn't feel comfortable with those labels, so they created their own situation. Mm. And that's what I think we need to do for this sort of old Olympic stuff. You know, if it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Improve on it. Learn from the history. Try to adapt it so it actually makes it inclusive. In your toilet um, answer about having gender-neutral toilets, could you see us moving towards a gender-neutral Olympics? I would probably say in some events, yes. In other events, no. For example... So another yes, no. I think in some events, yes. In other events, no. I think in terms of football, I could say I don't see why not having a mixed team. In other events, I don't know. Here's a fun fact. Have you ever heard of Korfball? No. So I spelt with a K. I think it's K-O-F-T. Korfball is a... It's a sport that's not very big, but basically it's like a form between netball and basketball. But the idea is that the team is completely mixed gendered. That's the whole point of it. Okay. Well, maybe maybe that's a conversation for another time. It certainly is. Um, and and but very very good points there, Mister Toll. Finally, you said to me today that you saw Minnie Mouse in a suit, and it's caused an uproar. What's um, going on? Disney again involved here. So Disney have done a couple of things in terms of this. There was there was a Muppets character, a Muppet Baby's character, sort of a male character who was wearing a dress because they wanted to look like a princess. He wanted to look like a princess and they sort of created a whole episode around it. And now the latest thing is Minnie Mouse was wearing a woman's suit. So when I say a suit, I'm not talking about a shirt and a tie. She was wearing just a, I guess you could say, just a female suit, you know. Masculine suit? No. Trousers, blazer, blouse, or shirt, whatever you want to say. See, I, I for me, there, And that's what is a woman's suit. And, I just, and what's the debate? I just think they're trying to create, and, create a storm. And in my opinion, this links back to our first issue, where a lot of this stuff becomes politicised. Yes. A lot of these things have become politically based because the title conservative, you know, where conservatives are often associated with Republican... Or all this stuff. Yeah. And the term conservative is often associated in terms of like conserving these Indeed. values that we've had for hundreds of years. But fun fact, time evolves. You know, we could say a hundred years ago men wore high heels and men men created corsets and all this stuff. Things that are now considered women, it's evolved. Mm. So are you saying conservative is conserving what is recent history or just the history that you like so that's what i find very weird there and i it ultimately it's just not there's no need for any of this stuff to be political and 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 i think that i think we should end this podcast on that because i think we were all 
starting with this pod today to, as I termed, gendercate about this big debate to break mm-hmm. it down into digestible pieces. And I think through the process of this and whoever's whoever's listened to all of this as well, I'm sure this might be a few parts, this one we'll, we'll chop this up into digestible pieces. I think we really need to make a distinction between the colour of life and, as you said, the listening to our unique human beings on this planet and what they feel mm-hmm. and want to the politicised movement of making all these labels very divided and through that diversity calling divid- what I would call dividity. And I think that's a very, very, very worrying place where we're all heading at the moment because I think there is clearly a mouth organ that wants us to be divided and disconnected and you're this and I'm that. Mm. Whereas I think what we have come up to as friends through this is we might not understand it in the same way, but we can understand that there are people out there that don't fall into the left and the right, mm. and that's okay. And so that shouldn't be politicised. Again, Black Lives Matter. Oh, mate. A clear movement that is meant to divide. It's not Black Lives Matter. It's all lives matter. But, but they've used the... My, my, the, my point is it's being mm. used to divide, and it's, it creates so much division and intimidation and all of the things that we've gone through today... This is a template, another process that quite clearly I can see, and I hope a lot of the listeners can see. Do not fall for it. We know black lives matter. We know white lives matter. We know all lives matter. Don't be divided up by these very people that create things with Minnie Mouse wearing a suit. Correct. Why I applied it to that, I don't want to get into this debate at the moment, it's not needed, was the very point that when we look at gender and the gender-bred person, it's a very real thing. It doesn't need to be there to divide us up. It, in, say you're different from me and I'm different from you. And that's how it's going to be. And that's how it should be in many things that we think and feel. You know, we just use that to mm. uh, our, use our perceptions to break us apart. It should be very much there to actually see the richness and, and, the, and, and the fullness of life and the many colours that we all are. And um, I think that's the beauty in this podcast today. Don't let it divide us. Yeah. Make it unite us more with a more fullness of understanding what people may be feeling and going through mm-hmm. in life. Because life is a challenge. So all lives matter, um, as do people that don't identify on this spectrum or that spectrum. Mr. Toll, we close this. Wonderful yeah, we're, experience. We're, we're going to close it this time. <laughs> we're closing it down. Uh, it's been lovely to have you on. Um, and I'm sure we'll do something soon. I've been told that we want to do some more uh, going into those sustainable goals and going back over how ignorant we all are about them, especially you. So, till then, we bid adieu. This is China Jedi, people. If you're an English-speaking teacher from anywhere in the world and you have a bachelor's degree but need an official and accredited teaching license to get a job, get a visa to teach abroad, or most importantly to learn all those things you wish you knew before you stood in front of 30-plus students, then reach now to Teach Now and secure a professional U.S. District of Columbia license in as little as nine months. Online in no time, low cost, high quality, Teach Now. Get in the game. Immediately receive a $100 discount of your tuition by signing up to the Teach Now program by the link www.teach-now.edu forward slash China Jedi. May the smile be with you.